If you are thinking 40,000 thoughts repetitively and negatively every day, then how is that affecting your mental wellness? Let's talk about it today on the podcast. Welcome to the Love in Progress podcast, where we deep dive into self-reflection and healing as a catalyst for better relationships and leadership. I am your host and educator, Nina, and I'm here to be a guide to you in that process. Let's get started. Now, this is a super interesting topic for us to dive into because according to research, the average person is having approximately 60,000 thoughts in a day. And what's truly concerning is that 75% of these thoughts are believed to be negative and 95% of them are repetitive. (laughs) That means that your head might not be a very fun place to be just autonomically, just automatically, just repetitively. And so what is it that's going to break the cycle? Well, the first step in transformation is awareness. So we're bringing an awareness to that today in the podcast. Let's talk about negative thoughts and consequently negative self-talk and how that's affecting your mental wellness and joy that you're feeling every day. I also would go take it a step further and say that it's also impacting your relationships, my friend. It's also impacting your ability to have successful impact in your leadership because how you talk to yourself is how you see the world, is how you perceive the world. And you can only love as much as you love yourself. Hence the title of this podcast, Love in Progress. If we want to love people, impact people, be a quality person to be in a relationship with people, then we've got to heal our own mess. We've got to learn to love ourselves, And that's a process and I'm here to help you. (laughs) So let's talk about this. Research in psychology suggests that negative thoughts can be a common aspect of human cognition, okay? That's not something that is outside the realm of normal for all of us, but here's what's interesting. Evolutionary psychology theorizes that humans may have developed this negativity bias as a survival mechanism to look around in their environment and say, what's wrong? How can I keep myself protected? And consequently, in our modern day nervous system, it's showing up as the very typically termed, and I'm sure you've heard it, fight or flight response. That's a real thing in your nervous system. When it thinks it's in danger, it's going to respond differently. Your heart's going to race. Your blood is going to go to your extremities so that you can fight. Um, For many individuals, it it can cause like a, a, a irresponsiveness in their brain and executive functioning because they think, I don't need to think right now and reason. I need to get myself out of danger. Now you can imagine how living in that space day in and day out would be physically and mentally and spiritually exhausting. And yet we've kind of treated it like normal. People living in fight or flight doesn't seem that odd to us anymore. But what I want to help you understand when it comes to your wellness and to your personal healing is that you're not meant to stay in fight or flight. And when you can identify key triggers and factors, some of the some of the physicality ones I've already mentioned now, you can say, all right, I got to turn this off. I got to turn off my nervous system's response and get back into cognition. And that's what we're going to dive into as a part of your reflective and your action taking steps of the podcast, which I hope 
that you do each time you listen to the podcast. It's not just something educational, but it's something you can put into reflection and then ultimately into action because that's what I believe transformation is all about. That's what I believe personal development is all about. So this is this is pretty cool. Like we're understanding how negative information is protective for us, but I would also say that you're fighting... <laughs> Two, against the human tendency to attract towards negative, towards problematic situations. Have you, have you ever felt an addiction to gossip or uh, the, the chance to give people a good story when something goes wrong in your life? <laughs> that is also an evolutionary process that the human race has gone through because it's interesting. It keeps people engaged. And unfortunately, it also is like a dopamine to the brain. It's an addiction. It's something that we enjoy activating within us and it gives our attention and readily versus the positive information, which is a little more boring to us. So we've got a couple of things that we're working against in our brain's natural responses. And I think you understanding the psychology of the brain is going to be really powerful as you get intentional with that, because we've got to just take out the negativity bias, the one that says we want to go find something that's interesting and negative uh, more than something is positive. But we also have to go into the evolutionary bias as well, that we're always in danger and we're needing to protect ourselves. Because here's the truth. You live in a fairly safe society. You do. You're modernized. You don't have the typical safety factors. But what's interesting in our modern brain is that we find other things to fear. Add in media exposure. Um, we are able to access information and situations and environments that we don't actually exist in, but we have information accessible to us about those environments. And so we have the paranoia that exists in our brain secondary to the actual situation. What do you think anxiety is, my friends? It's thinking about a situation that you're not even in and imagining what it would feel like so much so that you have a bodily response from it. And what is that? It's because your thoughts trigger emotion and your emotions elicit a physical response. So if you're seeing how this is all interconnected, how it's all tied together. And so we got to get back to the thoughts. That's the place that we know we can work on. And if we know that many of them are repetitive, let's start changing the pattern. Because I think thoughts, like anything else, habits-wise, can be changed, can be shifted. We just have to go off the beaten path of where we had been walking before build out structures and scaffolding to support new thinking so that we don't cycle back into those negative repetitive cycles. You here for it? You ready for it? Let's go into it. So here's my number one tip is one, if it's a process that's helpful for you, write down some of the negative thinking cycles that you get in, situations, triggers, whatnot, just as an increased awareness. When I'm in this situation, I tend to go down this negative thinking cycle, this rabbit hole. And then when that situation comes up, you're armed and ready and say, okay, I know that I'm going to experience and encounter this person, this, this situation, this experience once a day, usually around this time. So here is how I'm going to emotionally prepare. I'm going to come into the situation, do some deep breathing, activate that prefrontal cortex, which is the part that helps you reason and think without an emotional quick response. And then I'm going to think 
about what I'm thinking about. That is called metacognition, thinking about how you think. And that awareness to the metacognition can be the catalyst for you shifting it, for shifting that self-talk and ultimately the thoughts that follow from that self-talk. Powerful, right? Here's the thing that I really think is going to blow your mind. Your brain is so dang smart. It is wanting to protect you. It is looking to answer questions. You might be asking it the wrong question. Like if you're saying, why am I like this? Or why is that person like this? Why do I always make this mistake? Why do I always step into that trap? Why do I always get into this type of relationships? Why do I always feel attracted to this type of person? (laughs) Why do I always push away that gut feeling and just act anyway? Those are the questions that your brain's just like, "Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe because we're dumb. Maybe because we're useless. Maybe because we're worthless. Maybe because we never learn from our own mistakes. Do you imagine how that's going to perpetuate a lot of negative thinking? And listen, I'm speaking from experience. The only reason I know these questions is because I went decades continually self-deprecating, self-abusing myself when it came to self-talk. Because I believed for one reason or another that I should know better. And you know what it did? It just made me feel like crap. Just made me feel worse. And I understand it now. It's because I was asking the wrong questions. I was asking a question that would lead me to self-deprecation, to self-abuse, to anxiety, to depression. This is impactful for you to notice because I can guarantee you, you have questions like this. You're, You're asking yourself questions like this every day. And our increased awareness to them gives us an opportunity to catch it before you take it another thought next. Because what we do know is that if you can hold a thought for 16 seconds, another one similarly to it is going to join it. So if you are thinking negatively about yourself for 16 seconds, saying all that crazy negative self-talk, then more and more thoughts are going to come up. More and more experiences are going to come in and say, oh yeah, I got proof about that one. That belief is legitimate. Let me tell you the 15 reasons why. And then we're in a spiral. That's what happens. But if we can shift that thought, have it just once, one second, and say, oh, that is not the thought I want to choose to think right now. (laughs) What do I want instead? We can come in and ask the right questions instead. That's what I'm here to help you do because I know that you have a couple of thinking cycles and questions that you get into that you can easily reroute with intention and reinforcement. So here are some better questions. Are you ready? How can I better communicate my boundaries in this situation? How can I release the need for this person in front of me to understand me? What kind, and let's go to to some of the self-deprecating thoughts. Those are obviously in a relationship or a situation that's triggering. If I'm thinking negatively about myself, instead of saying, why am I like this? Why do I always make this mistake? I could say, what have I done up to this point 
that gives me a new perspective about this situation right now? What kind of progress have I made in this area already that I could draw upon in my decision-making right now? How am I proud of myself in this situation? And what elements can I open my eyes to to be more responsive right now? Ultimately, this is the question you want to ask. What resources, brain, do I have available to me right now to help me work through this problem effectively? I need some help, brain. So draw on your beautiful memory database and help me help myself. Mm. Mm. That's a big difference. It's a big difference. And I hope you can see and identify clearly at least one or two typical triggers in your day where you can get into this negative thinking cycle, complaining, gossiping, self-deprecating, any of those qualify. And let's shift it. Let's see what questions we can ask our brain to help get it on board, to help encourage us at actually working through the problem, not necessarily solving the problem, but giving us some next actionable steps that are going to lead us to some sort of resolution. That's my first tip. Second one is affirmations. I know they're a little hokey, especially if you haven't done them before. (laughs) Maybe they feel so false to you that it's really hard for you to get behind them. You got to trust me on this. If your brain doesn't have a new path to take when it comes to thinking, specifically words, it's going to revert back to the old known pathways. Remember what I said before? 95% of your thoughts are repetitive. It's looking to take out some of the thinking process and just think how it's always thought. So we got to break it up and we got to be persistent with it. I promise you consistently used affirmations, especially when they're particular and aligned in the areas that you specifically want to shift and change. If you are persistent in the new thinking cycles of that, I guarantee you at some point it's going to shift. The thoughts that you thought were unchangeable absolutely can change. You've got to be the one that takes the wheel back. You got to be the one driving the thoughts bus and affirmations can help. Now, if you're new to affirmations and you're like, I don't even know what to say to myself, I have a resource for you, a free download of images that you can actually put as your lock screen on your phone so that when the stinking thinking comes in, you just pull out your phone, read those affirmations aloud or in your head. And give yourself a chance to reset that pathway off of the beaten path and onto a better way of thinking. One that's more self-encouraging, more self-loving, more self-grace-giving. And listen, I did some affirmations that were super general and also not super normal because I feel like sometimes we hear the affirmations that are a bit cliche and again, we can't get behind them. So these are unique. I've even given you at the end of this free download, a bunch of other affirmations. So if you don't love the ones that are on the graphics, you can just scroll through to the end and take and leave what you want. You can even go to chat GPT and say, write some self-affirmations about, and then you can type in the area that you're typically thinking negatively about. Really easy. 
But again, an important step is the consistency is the actual implementation of those affirmations. And listen, when I have a hard time getting behind even my regular affirmations, I go more general, back out of it. Say things like, it's okay to make mistakes. I'm human and humans are learning. I'm always on my way. Things are always working out for me. I am proud of my new perspective towards growth and I can feel more growth coming. There's pretty much no resistance to any of that. So if you can lean into the ones that are not resistant, then you can start to shift that self-talk. Powerful, right? All right, lastly, here's my last tip and then we'll we'll wrap up here. I want you to stop saying I am when it comes to these negative attributes or beliefs about yourself. For instance, I could say I am overwhelmed. I am depressed. I am a terrible person. Oh, that's pretty harsh as an insult and as self-talk. Instead, I want you to shift every time in your self-talk, you say, I am XYZ, say, I feel, take the identity out of it and say, I feel in this moment overwhelmed. I feel in this moment like I could be doing better. (laughs) When you say, I feel versus I am, you take the identity out of whatever it is that you're explaining and you put some temporarily on it. You give it a situational approach. And listen, you can transform out of situations in a blink of an eye. It gives you back your autonomy, gives you back your power, and really separates you identity-wise from some of these flawed behaviors or feelings that you may temporarily be sitting in. I am is said to be the two most powerful words in the world. And what comes after them determines your destiny. I believe that. I know you are a powerful creator. I know that your thoughts do not have to run the show. And I know as you get intentional about it, you don't have to have the negative thoughts. You don't have to have the repetitive thoughts. You don't have to have the old ways, despite how your family of origin talk to you, how you hear people around you talking to you. You can change the inner dialogue and ultimately the mental wellness that comes from it. This is a big one, my friends. And I believe that as you make that intention towards having an awareness of those thoughts and transforming them, that you will notice a difference. Please keep me posted. Honestly, I want to hear how you're doing with these principles because <laughs> I'm rooting for you today and every dang day, my friend. This is a big part of being well, is your mental mindfulness wellness component. So don't forget to live well, look well, and be well, because you want your brain and your mind to be a happy place for you. Again, I'm rooting for you. Excited to talk to you on the next podcast. Thanks friend for tuning in today and investing in your own growth. I'm proud of you. Now, remember, personal development can be inspiring and uplifting to listen to, but won't change your life until you put the learning into practice. That's where my mentorship and coursework comes in. If you're looking for accountability and real results in your life right now, then I'm here to help. 
Head to my website, allthingsnina.com and explore options that will best fit you, whether that's self-guided through prompts and coursework or with my assistance through personalized wellness mentorship. Remember, your best well life awaits. You just have to build it. Let's do it together. I'm rooting for you.